All right, ladies and gents, kings, queens, things, everyone, and everybody in between. I'm Lee from the D back with. I'm Aaron, formerly of the D, now at NYC. And I'm Shay, trying to figure out where the fuck I live because I've been on Italian time for the last three days. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Black Like Us. Uh, Blacks Like Us, a weekly show where we um, talk a little bit of shit about pop culture while also um, doing an emotional check-in. Um, let's dive right into the negativity and foolishness. I know there's plenty. There is plenty. Um, first, we're going to start with something weird. So Sandra Denton, a.k.a. Pepper of Salt and Pepper, has been hit with a $676,000 lien for not paying for the removal of her butt injections. What? <laughs> no, wait a minute. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm I, I'm I'm gonna say what I have to say, but like, but w- w- let's keep going. <laughs> so there's a past a plastic surgeon in Beverly Hills who's saying that she owes him six hundred seventy six thousand dollars, six hundred seventy six thousand six hundred and seventy five dollars for the removal of her butt implants. Now, she was involved in an Uber accident that fucked her booty up. So she filed a lawsuit in response to the Uber accident because she, you know, she sued, she sued Uber saying because of this accident, she had to get all this plastic surgery. So the doctor caught wind of that lawsuit and filed a lien to allow him to collect if any judgments entered in her favor. So she paid a half a mil over a half a million dollars to have her ass removed. Is that what I'm getting from this? And she yes, didn't pay for to it. remove the injections and implants because you know her booty was all lopsided anyway. After they did the first round of nonsense, mm. she's a prune. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I just realized I said lopsided because we saw my love and hip hop for like two days. But uh, so she. She had. I remember when she had the surgery done. And I remember her saying she had to go get it fixed because the doctor fucked it up, right? So after she got it all fixed, she got into that the accident in the Uber, which fucked up her booty again. Okay. So she, she went to. So she sued Uber. It's a current lawsuit against Uber because of this accident. So the doctor that fixed her booty was like, "Well, this bitch never paid us, so." She's been walking out here being all relieved from the pain of all the injections and shit in her ass, and she ain't paid her fee. Exactly. Uh, So he was like, let me throw this lien in here. (laughs) So if this bitch get any money, it's coming to me first. I I assumed it was going to be a BBL type of situation. Isn't it always? Oh, no. She had injections (laughs) and implants. Mama had silicone. That's why her booty looked weird, because she had injections. Like at not fat injections, but like actual injections and implants. So she had she these silicone pumped. plants, the kind that flip the fuck over. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I mean. Yeah. yeah I, you know what though? I hate to say, I, I hate to say this. After watching growing hip hop, I think it's growing up hip hop at LA. I think that's the one they're on. Um, I see why Salt was like, uh, "We're going kosher." <laughs> We're yeah. Good. God bless. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, Pep is always involved in some kind of mess. Mm-hmm. 
So Instagram did the Lord's work finally and snatched Boosie's page down again. Again? Yeah. As of today, Boosie Badass no longer has an Instagram because he did the Lord. They did the Lord's work. They just caught his ass for uh for for the second time. So this is guy. Um, this is guy on Instagram. I'm not gonna give out the Instagram name. Mm-hmm. But he will stream himself in orgies and shit, right? Just right, live Instagram. on Instagram. Can you do uh, that on Instagram? No, but he yeah. does. <laughs> but if nobody reports it, they oh no, they get recorded. So mm-hmm. he has. So I've been kind of running into him for years. So when I first met him, it was a Wait profile a he, name. He's a local. No, 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 no. I mean, online, online. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Although, let, let, wait, me, let me be honest. Be let me be honest. Um, I mean, the hills are alive with the sound of hoes this year. There is a local boy in Detroit who streams himself on Twitter. Oh, yeah, that's all the time. You do that getting, on Twitter. Yeah, yeah I expect that on Twitter. Well, this nigga, uh, he when was I first streaming on Instagram to his page got snatched because somebody reported it. But I actually know this boy, so I know y'all know him. Probably. <laughs> probably. Uh, but when I first met this nigga, his profile with the number nine, I ran into him a couple of weeks ago and his profile is ending with the number 40. Oh. Meaning that he has had 31 other accounts. Mm-hmm. That he's been fucking and sucking and ducking and lucking out and getting popped by Instagram, just open a new one. So Boosie will be back. Ain't nothing gonna keep his ass down. That nigga got heart. No, he ain't got heart. Side <laughs> now. He'll be back up doing shit. Why? Why don't you not open it? Why don't you just get an OnlyFans at that point? So while we on this on this train of thought. I just want to point out really quickly that Twitter, uh, it came and went really quickly, but they oh, had a, they had the fleets feature, and yeah. it was basically like their their version of the stories. Yeah, we have our Snapchat type of thing. That shit came and went so fast, I forgot it happened. It did. So this was <laughs> so this was the last week for it, and don't you know, folks decided to go crazy, wild, nigga, wild. wild. Everybody, the freaks came out at night. The freaks night. It was brunch. <laughs> it was the freaks came out at in the morning, in the afternoon, in it the day. It was a day long affair. Twitter was evening, like, on fire. like everybody. Now I, being the the Christian that I am, <laughs> wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> I decided not to partake in in posting nor viewing because I do have a. My, my Twitter is professional. Like, I, I, I do not, like, I, re- I represent an organization, right? So, like, mm-hmm. I can't be all in. However, I, 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 my ear to the streets have heard that if, if you, if you want to see a local favorite or you want to see, if you've been curious about somebody, you, you are Twitter just a place. You got like two hours from them <laughs> to, yeah. go, to go look before that that fleet feature disappears because I did there, there was no shame among anybody. No. I did hear it was wild over there. I I too abstained from posting and or partaking, but it's because I hate Twitter. <laughs> That's literally the only reason. I hate that fucking app. So, but I did hear that it was um. It's quite wild over there. 
It was oh, yeah, girl. Here yeah. and there, I'll open that shit and be like, why the fuck did I do this? And close it right away. <laughs> oh, no, I love Twitter. Like, I absolutely love it. And I partake in all of it. Actually, I think my headline says something like, what is it, like porn and politics or some shit like that? I'm like, yep, I'm here to see dick and ass. Let's watch it. <laughs> I, Twitter. I know I what it is. So you niggas know what it is. Let's cut the bullshit. Ever since them white people came for me because I asked why do white people <laughs> came so much. Uh-uh. Mind you, that was like eight years ago. Because 2 Chains was on Two Broke Girls. And I said, I will never understand why white people like 2 Chains so much. The whites came for me so hard. <laughs> yeah, they do love them some two chains. They do. It's weird. It's fucking weird. Why do white people like two chains so much? I still don't get this. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense to me. It's fucking weird. Nothing about two chains appeals to white people, yet they love this nigga. Like I don't you know, get it. He he probably at some point did like the NPR tiny desk. Something white people. There it is. One of those things. Maybe he played a festival. Tiny desk with two chains. Oh, he he got on the radar somehow through one of those channels. Most likely, that's probably how it started. Well, if it was on Twitter, I guarantee you it was X-rated, and I've seen it. (laughs) What you got? Sorry, I thought my kid was choking. Oh my God, you're so casual about it. I like jumped out of the chair. <laughs> what do you He's mean? Like, what the fuck is that? Oh, you good? Okay, good. It's because oh, he good. was right there. He had her. That's why. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So moving on from two chains and tiny disc, whatever. So Black China decided to get on Twitter and be oh, transphobic. Yeah. See, this is the, the 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 dark side of Twitter. Where did she come from? I don't know, but she jumps on she jumps on Twitter and she tweets, "Tiger loves trans, comma me too, kiss emoji," and then says, "Tell the truth, Tiger." But my thing is, why? Why? What was the point? Because if he does, what was the reason? exactly. What was the reason? This has been my question for the last two weeks. The fuck was the reason? This came out of nowhere. Like, come on now, ma'am. Like, so it, it's still part of that whole idea of like, okay, it was it transphobic? Yes. Was it the def- Was it? It. I'll say it like this. It was so, outing. Yeah, outing. That's what that's what I was trying to get at. So, like, women who may not necessarily fit that one hundred percent classified definition of transphobic, but they use that as a weapon against men who are cis men. Let's say yeah. who are who who do um, date or engage in sex with trans women and use that to belittle the men. Right. Mm-hmm. That so is still. I don't do that to. Uh... What's his face? Oh, New York Undercover. Fuck is his name? Oh, Malik Yoba, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Malik Yoba's fine yeah. ass. Yes. We I thought you were talking Because he's been very proud about the fact that he dates trans women. He's been very open and very proud about it. And that and that's the that's where some women, not all women, that's where some women they can't separate that that like they 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 still think that trans women are beneath them as 
women who are born with it, let's say. Yeah. So, well, um, there's another layer to this too, because she also says like, yeah, I like trans women too. That's why it's like, what are we doing here? Like you're outing him, you're outing yourself. Nobody needed this. None of this was necessary. That's what I said. Like, what was it? What are we supposed? My when I read that, I said, "What are we supposed to do with this information?" Like, the reality is, is both of you are fetishizing trans women. But bigger than that, y'all two haven't been together in years. Ye- honestly, years. Like, what, and what years, are we supposed? Like, if you doing all this because he ain't paying child support, bitch, we been new Tiger didn't pay his bills, motherfucker. This motherfucker get get evicted every other year. We've been this that, nigga had a problem paying his bills. I didn't know they had a child together. I thought yeah. she they had, do. They I thought have, she just had the one by with Rob Kardashian. Yeah, two. No, that was, her that name. was the whole thing. So they were together. She was friends with Kim. She okay. had the baby with Tiger King. King, yeah, hey. King is his name. They oh, okay. they had the baby and her and Kim were good friends and then she looked up and he with Kylie. Okay. Underage Kylie. Underage and, Kylie. And then, I don't know why people act like that wasn't a thing because this nigga was 25 and she was like 16. Yeah. What were we about to say, Aaron? I was no, okay. So I was confused because when Tiger went with Kylie, that's when Black China was with Rob. And so they was just kind of like, that was her revenge. Okay, okay. So they just, you know, okay. That's just the family. Because if gonna, you remember, Chloe and Trina and all that shit away. that happened. Because they were friends, and then she started dating French Montana. French Montana. Mm. And Chloe is like, James I don't know what Harden, she's talking about. Who both dated Trina. Oh, and James Hardy, yeah. Mm-hmm. I forgot about James Hardy. Chloe came behind as the cleanup woman. Like, I understand <laughs> that, you know, um, you're gonna stay within your little your little circle, but yeah, did it have to be so close? Around. Like, did it have to be so close? And that's the part of it that has always just seemed so disgustingly messy to me. But shout out to Black China for having the only actually Black Kardashian. So woo woo, having the only actual Kardashian. Mm-hmm. None of those other kids are Kardashians. She got the only one. Woo woo, gang gang. She got. <laughs> She got that most important. She got the most important thing, and that was the last name. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's right. Her kid has the last name. Her kid is the Carter. It's Dream Kardashian. The rest of them are West or Disick or Thompson. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or whatever the fuck Travis Scott's last name is. Webster. Webster. It's Stormy Webster. Wait a minute. Hold because up. I thought that was super cute that her name was Stormy Webster. That was so cute to me. Travis Scott's last name is not Scott. No, it's Webster. His name is not Travis either. <laughs> I gave up with these niggas. I'm just like... <laughs> I don't care to further and get investigated. It's no different than a drag queen, you know. Your name is John Smith, but your drag name is Dominique Devereaux. Like I swore this whole time because it was because he looked like a Travis. And it's and because name. it was such a normal name. I was like, it looks oh. like his name is Travis Scott. Like yeah. it, it does. I was like, oh yeah, Travis Scott. Okay, it's like that's not your name. Now I need to know what his name actually is. Watch it be something like heavy ethnic. Jaquise 
I knew it. Jaquise <laughs> Vermont Webster the second. I yes, knew it. There's another dude out there. Because it don't niggas, say junior. It says the second. <laughs> Get it right. Hey, niggas, they gonna nick. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. It's, I do love that name. Parents names are so Wanda great. Webster and Jaquise Webster. Wanda. Come on, Wanda. <laughs> Work, Wanda, bitch. All right, Where's shout out to the Websters. Where is he from originally? He is from Houston, Texas. Okay, that's 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 it. Like, <laughs> that's not, yeah, okay. Yeah. Be, <laughs> mm-hmm. I was gonna say that is a country is, ass name. It's very southern. Let's just say that it's. Somewhere. And he's thirty years old. Hmm. I thought he was younger than that. I did too. Because <laughs> right. that the thing is, it's like. But then you think about it, like he's 30. Kylie's like 24. At least she legal this time around. She was barely legal. If she I was, was gonna legal, say around the time that they met. It wasn't it wasn't that long legal. She looks way older than she actually is. But it's because she just did all that shit to her face. I also I really actually thought she was like 28, 29. Like I, 30. I did too. Honestly, the wild part is I actually thought she was older than Kendall for the longest time. Yeah. That's what happens though when you get when you're young and you do plastic that plastic surgery to your face. What's, it just ages you. What's weird <clears throat> is she looks older than Kim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, then Kim then Mama Kim? The mama's name is Chris, honey. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, wrong <laughs> person. <laughs> Chris, you know, oh, I'm sorry. I got so confused just for a second. Although Kim looks older than Courtney, and Courtney is definitely the oldest because Courtney's like 44. Chris might be the only one that looks like the way she's supposed to look like. like Chris does not look <laughs> like she's supposed to look. Courtney looks how she's supposed to look. Courtney has had the least amount of work done, and you can tell. Chris looked like a beautiful, brand new, reupholstered like couch. She is oh, just like Chris, snatched Chris, and Chris ready for this points. She's gorgeous, but Mama snatched. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mama done got that face lifted so many goddamn times. Because what you're not about to do is tell her she too old for her young ass boyfriend. And you mean? Because oh, okay. that nigga she with is my age and black. Yeah. You're not about to tell her that she's too old to be fucking that young ass boy all over fucking Beverly Hills because this bitch goes and buys these shake and go ass wigs and pretends she other bitches to fuck him all over the place. <laughs> because I, I happened to watch one, this was the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. Happened to watch one episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, right? This conversation is turning kind of traumatizing because I don't want to think about Chris Jenner fucking no, anyone, this let shit a, young, is funny. a young black man. It's She's not that old. If she only got to be like 60. She's in her 60s. Like, I don't want to think about it. It just no. makes up systemic racism and it makes me no. uncomfortable. Just <laughs> let me finish. So I was watching the episode of Keeping Up Kardashians because it's on one of these apps that I have. And I was like, fuck it, I'm cleaning up. So I'll just turn it on. It's white noise, right? So on the episode, Chloe was sitting there with one of them ATL twins. I don't remember which one. I think it was Malika. That's the one she's usually with. So they're sitting there together. Chloe gets a text that said, I just seen Corey with some redhead woman. 
So Chloe's like, who the fuck is this redhead bitch that he cheating on my mama with, right? So her and Malika decide to pull up to the hotel where they saw him at. They go in and it's Chris in this this synthetic ass wig. Chloe was like, I don't even care that y'all fucking, why do you have that nasty ass wig on? (laughs) This is... This is why I'm happy that hopefully they will never grace our televisions again. Because <laughs> it's just... I mean, this is the last season that they on, isn't it? The season's yeah. over. It's it done. needs to be. They don't. I'm they're done. Yeah, they're done. They did a whole reunion hosted by Andy Cohen. By fucking Andy Cohen. I, Andy I did watch a piece Cohen. of that. <laughs> I was like, why is Andy here? It's like, oh, he's no longer like tied to Bravo like that. Oh, Not okay. for real, nah. Um, what else happened this week? Oh, are they okay? I don't know. Continue. I'll be back. Okay. Well, <clears throat> so I got uh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was gonna say so. The baby has been. That's where I was about to go. <laughs> <laughs> the baby has been deported from the bookings. Let's. <laughs> so Did the, you say he's been aborted from his? Aborted. <laughs> the baby has been deported. So, <laughs> um, he was scheduled to do several um festivals. Lollapalooza, Rolling Loud, all all, the, all these types of um, festivals, and it's so. And like, first of all, I didn't know until I started seeing these cancellations how many music festivals there were still going on while we are still in the pandemic, which is a whole different issue. Yeah, but, that's on Lollapalooza. Uh, not just Lollapalooza, but the baby getting. Oh, that was the next thing I was going to talk about. <laughs> so, glad, so glad y'all got there. So right. Did so I read the said, second apology? I I have no interest in reading the apology because because I have it. I was about to read it. What 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 can we do at this point? Like it's done. Like <laughs> so, this is the the PR apology. Social media moves so fast that people want to demolish you before you even have the opportunity to grow, educate, and learn from your mistakes. As a man who has made his own way from very difficult circumstances, having people I know publicly working against me, knowing that what I needed was education on these topics and guidance has been challenging. I appreciate the many people who came to me with kindness, who reached out to me privately to offer wisdom, education, and resources. That's what I needed and it was received. I want to apologize to the LGBTQ plus community for the hurtful and triggering comments I made. Again, I apologize for my misinformed comments about HIV AIDS, and I know education on this is important. Love to all. God bless the baby. That should have been the first apology. That is not a fucking apology. I was going to say it should never been an apology to begin with. Because first of all, sir, you are 30. Like he he is like people are just like well give him a chance to grow give him a chance to do this he is i believe he is 30 let's just say that but either way he's too old like he's not no like 16 or 17 year old like yeah but i will say this though like learning to adapt to the public eye can and is oftentimes difficult you say and do stupid shit 
No. What he said was wrong. No, no. Hold on. Let me let me finish. Let me finish. All these niggas, because every last one of these niggas on every single solitary platform, regardless of class, race, or gender, get their asses up here. Say what the fuck they want to say. Do a half-ass apology and continue to fuck on. So if this is the standard that we have accepted so far, this is the standard, unfortunately, where I have to continue to accept. Because we've already set this shit in stone. We said this shit was okay for a very long time. All right, baby. Do what you do. I'm just not going to listen to you. I, I I won't listen to him either, not anymore. But you just I, don't I, get my dollars. I have, to, I have to disagree with a little bit, like this whole idea of just like people coming up in the public eye. Like we, like this generation of artists knows what happens when you come up in the public eye. Like there have like the previous generation before them, the generation before that. It's not like these are like you know new examples, like. This should have been going on for a long time where it's just like if you are in the if you are entering the music business in 2021 you have multiple examples of people that came out in the 2000s and the 90s the 80s the 70s that do stupid stuff and and do see their career derailed or canceled or go go off for a minute because they have done something stupid and it's and it's like the this new generation they grew up with the internet so it's not new to them they grew up with 24-hour news it's not new to them they grew up with like like hearing about this, like hearing about the art artists who who get in trouble when they say stupid stuff because like it was all around them. Like they they are not like like new examples of this. Like they 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 have seen it happen. And I'm gonna I'm gonna use Lil Nas X as an example of like someone who clearly grew up with the internet and clearly knows his influences and clearly knows how this game is played and is clearly playing the game very well because he knows exactly how to sidestep controversy he knows how to avoid doing because he He doesn't know how to sidestep controversy he knows how to capitalize on he knows how to capitalize he knows that if and when i do something and if it kicks off and it's and whatever it may be or somebody's offended i know how to capitalize on it but he i mean he he is in the same generation as all the rest of his peers and yet he knows like like he knows he like he knows who came before him like he knows like what happens when you say something stupid or what happens when you say something stupid when you do something stupid and thus far he has not done that because like he grew up around the internet he grew up around the nikes with yes (laughs) so i think my issue with all of this is i'm more so tired of the noise surrounding this because though what he said was fucked up and stupid yeah at least to me it didn't seem i don't know like that big of a fucking deal it's like if this if i don't like what i'm coming from i'm just gonna block you i'm not gonna spend my dollars with you to me to me what he said was stupid and random it was like why it was another why i didn't i didn't get homophobia from it i got ignorant from it right and when he was talking about HIV AIDS, I thought he was talking about the women in the audience. I thought it was just a general statement. Like, I didn't take it that he meant gay people or any, you know, I didn't take it like that. Like, and, and that could be my own personal ignorance or bias or whatever else, but I didn't take it that he was targeting any specific group, right? I, I, took, I was like, this shit is weird and random because 
there was so many layers to this. One, you clearly don't know how the vagina works because pussy never smells like water. I want y'all niggas to stop <laughs> saying that. I really want y'all to stop okay. saying that. Pussy smells like pussy. Stop saying it smells like water. That's not a thing. Then it's like, hey, if you ain't got HIV and you ain't gonna die in two weeks, nigga, who the fuck dies in two weeks from HIV? Are you fucking stupid? Like, it's like... <laughs> So much of this was like random and stupid that it was just like, what are we even talking about? Like, what is the point? And it's like, if you ain't sucking your homie dick in the in the parking lot, nigga, you mad somebody ain't sucking your dick in the parking lot? Like, I, because my thing, okay, so that part, okay, that was the whole parking Because see, for that, what I was like, so one, how would you know if there's dick sucking happening in the parking lot unless you were privy to the dick sucking? And are you mad because your personal dick sucker was sucking another dick? I'm confused. Like, it's just so much of this was random and weird and like ignorant and kind of invasive <laughs> because it's like, why are you in these people's business? <laughs> it's like, yeah. why the fuck do you care? But I didn't, I didn't outright get homophobia. I got ignorant. And I feel like there's a lot of performative nonsense going on around this. Now, while I am not mad that he is losing a coin behind this. No, not at all. I'm not. But see, my thing is, to me, it's like, where was this energy when he punched that girl in the face on fucking That TV? too. <laughs> where was this energy when he made those comments about Black women? Where was this energy... Because had he just brought Tory Lanez out to troll Megan Thee Stallion, y'all wouldn't have had this energy. Didn't have that energy, actually. Y'all didn't, because y'all not talking about that, how he played two of her songs, which is the reason why a lot of us know who the fuck he is. Like, let's just be honest. He yeah. played two of her songs and then bring the nigga out that shot her. And that's that's why like Tory Lanez hasn't gotten uh, not Tory Lanez, God damn it, the baby. Neither I one of them niggas. With him, period. Neither and one of them niggas has gotten a coin for me. Well, I don't understand. How, I don't understand why Tory Lanez is still here because like why is it this nigga? Why hasn't he been deported? Why, is, why hasn't he been deported yet? Uh, oh well, that too the the legal reason, but also like the literally the only song I know from him is that one that samples Brownstone. That was and all I hate it. And that oh, was probably, that's going on a couple of years ago now. Like, yeah. I can, like how is he still booking these? He just did, let's see, uh, two years ago, he did, he released the EP where he covered a bunch of random R&B songs. Because I know he did um, Can't Help But Wait, I think, by Trey Songs, which oh. was very random and it was very, very bad. We're I mean, covering I, Trey Songs? Look here, look at this, like, <laughs> I, I mean, fuck boy. Y'all know how I feel like, about Trey songs. Y'all know how I feel about Trey songs. I love a good Trey songs. Yeah. I do. Trey songs I understand been... that Trey songs is problematic. I understand that Trey songs like is kind of fucked up. Three. <laughs> I understand that he's wholly misogynistic and kind of an asshole. But oh. I do love a Trey song. <laughs> yeah, also, so we got Trey. Around. We got Tori. What is the baby been around for more than with a now? His music is getting to that age where you can start sampling it. Unfortunately, like it is because can't help but wait. 
was at least was, 10 years ago. It, it's, I think I think it's like 15 But again, now. we're at the age that this is the 20-year anniversary pressing of Celebrity. We're yeah. there. Yeah, I've been like, I mean, a lot of shit has been popping up. It's like, oh, it's 20th anniversary. It's like, of this? God <laughs> damn. This is uh, the yeah. anniversary pressing of Celebrity. Yeah, this is the anniversary. Of this. this is the 20th anniversary of Aaliyah passing away and the album came out. It's that the was the other thing. So somebody's writing a book about her? They wrote a book. Wrote. It's, or it's wrote published. a book, yes. Yeah. And in said book, they said that she was drugged before she was put on that flight that she ultimately died on. They said they carried her onto that flight. She was not conscious. Like, can we just let the girl rest? But it's like, so I saw that. Like, I saw that as the headline, but I also saw another headline that also said that she always had a fear of flying, so she would take sleeping pills before she flew. Yeah, I remember them saying, like, oh, yeah, she was so, afraid of flying. It, there is a chance that she took the pill too goddamn early and fucking fuck, because I've done that before, where it's like, fuck, I'm dozing off. Like, it's like, because you can't sleep, because I don't like to be awake for long flights, so I take a sleeping pill before a long flight. Because I hate being awake for long flights. And I have taken them too early. And it's like, God damn, I'm dozing off as we're trying to board. Like, I've had that happen. So. Yeah. But they said it like she was drugged and wholly unkind. And it's like made it sound like wild sinister. And I'm like, I don't think that's what that was. Like, it's. <laughs> they just won't let that child rust. She came out here. She sunk her ass off. She danced her ass off. She toured. She, she came had two girls she, in baggy um, jeans and she came. <coughs> Tommy Hilfiger. She too. danced her ass off and yeah, she and, you, and but y'all she still sung. Just won't Let's let not her say rest. she sung her ass off. I think a lot of y'all give Aaliyah too much. She was in that Janet Jackson in that Sierra round where Mama was no, in no, Aaliyah the container. Mama entertaining. Mama makes songs that I like. I love Aaliyah. Let's not say she was a singer though, because she wouldn't. She, she could sing. Aaliyah could sing. I didn't I mean, say she wasn't like a Whitney Houston, but she could sing. I didn't say she couldn't sing, but she's definitely in that Janet Sierra realm. She's not in the. She's not a Whitney. She's not. No, a we're not gonna play Aaliyah and put her with the whispers. Okay. We, she is a whisper. She's a whisper. Aaliyah is not a whisper. Mama's a whisper, and I love Aaliyah, but because no, if Aaliyah I, wouldn't have died, we wouldn't see Sierra. Let's just be honest. But I care for you, like Aaliyah could sing that Sierra could not. Like, yeah, I mean, Aaliyah had the, for that. the one I girl. gave you, no, you know what Aaliyah gave you? No, Sierra shit. and Aaliyah has the same kind of range. Let's come on now, let's. Aaliyah and Minnie Riverton have the same kind of range because a lot of her songs mm-hmm. when she hit them higher notes, especially "I Care for You," but so did Minnie Riverton. So did Sierra. Sierra can't sing that high. Sierra, it feels kind of forced. Like, and, like I mean, not, forced or not, she can do it. Like it's it's like, which one would you want to see live though? Like, which Aaliyah. one would you like, <laughs> so I would so here's the thing. Only Sierra if Russell's there, no shade. I would say, <laughs> it depends on what mood I'm in. Well, this is the thing. Which one would you re- like? Is 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 two kind of ways I want to see people live. I want to see people dance, but I also want to. This is like what Janet will give you. 
she will give you a whole dance performance but when she sits on that stool by herself that's when she sings the lights yeah. come down like everybody can't do both and it's and it's a it's a rare person that can do give you that ballad with just themselves now now i, I will say that janet you know she's a little bit past 50 now and voice ain't quite yet what it used to be but you know if, if you had asked no. me this question in 1996 like <laughs> in 96 <laughs> shut up like still give that, that 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 low light on a stool just her and the piano type of vibe and everybody can't do that i mean i've seen sierra live and she can do that like it's she really is right in that van. I don't think people give Sierra enough credit because I've seen Sierra perform live and she is right in that vein. She's in the Janet, the Aaliyah. She's, she's right there. Like people don't give her enough credit because they was giving out her, her CDs with KFC buckets. You but keep saying this. It what? was a thing. It's you be playing Sierra to the left, but no Not reason. At all. That was a thing. The, you could get Fantasy Ride at KFC just like you could get Art Pop, that Lady Gaga CD at H&M. It was oh a thing. <laughs> it was a thing. Because I worked at H&M when they were selling Art Pop and that bitch never sold. I never sold one of them goddamn CDs. Really? Okay, never mind. <laughs> you think the gays would be like, yes, we're going to get this. This is the it going out. That's why they didn't sell it. It was edited. Oh, oh that was uh, stupid. That was stupid. They put it in like the juniors department. It was a whole collection around it. Okay, I remember. I vaguely remember. I, well, I, I mean, vaguely I remember that there at the time. Because I, I, once upon a time, I had it because they gave me one in a bag with a bunch of other Lady Gaga bullshit when they launched that shit. <laughs> I don't know where none of that shit is. I don't know where most of the shit that I got from H&M from different random launches is, though. Uh-uh. I don't, I don't care. So the last thing we're going to talk about. So remember eons ago, episodes ago, seasons ago, when we talked about Jocelyn's cabaret? Oh, my God. What happened? That double homicide? Was there a double homicide? Was there a double homicide? Somebody I mean, she killed the babies. That was the only. Oh, OK. <laughs> so I actually sat and watched the whole fucking season. Oh, my God. I did. I just finished it yesterday. Oh, right, because the reunion just happened. Yeah, part two is going to happen soon. You know Zeus like to stretch this shit out. Here are my takeaways. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know why they were surprised by a bunch of nonsense going on in a house full of strippers and porn stars. It is inevitable yeah. that it's going to be a bunch of nonsense and drama when you got a house full of strippers and porn stars. And I'm sure the house is full of liquor, too. Cheap liquor at that. I mean, they brought their own liquor and we... Oh, my God! <laughs> they all had their own shit. They, it was nothing that was, like, stock. They brought their own shit. That's even worse. Shit. And they would, like, let them... Seemingly, it seems as if they would let them go out and, like, get more, you know? Yeah. Because it was like a military base? Like what's going on? <laughs> they were in the shut up. Rich you, ass that's where you get liquor from. You get liquor from the military base. You do. 
they were in some rented mansion and like it looked like Alpharetta, Georgia. And I will only know that because I've been to Georgia so many fucking times. So <laughs> that's where it appeared that this rented mansion was because we know good and goddamn well Jocelyn don't live there. Yeah, no. So there's that. Two, the only sympathetic person on this show was Miss Natural. Is that why I keep seeing her pop up everywhere, like doing a bunch of interviews and shit? Yeah. Because she genuinely, she's had a very rough go of it. And she's on this show. She's in the beginning stage of dealing with her mental health. That Jocelyn kept saying that she take crazy pills, which I hated that she kept saying that. But it seems as if she has some type of bipolar schizophrenia. Some undiagnosed disorder. No, it's diagnosed because she does take medicine for it. But they kept talking about how she would be in her room screaming to herself, seeming that she was like off her meds for a while. And she was open to the fact that she takes medicine for it and everything else. Like she's actively trying to do deal with her mental health. She's going through a divorce. She's going through a custody battle. Um, she was open about how she almost died from having like a botched abortion. Oh my God. How she, like she couldn't walk for, like she missed her entire senior year of high school because she couldn't walk. And that's kind of how she ended up in porn and all this other stuff. But she's actually genuinely very talented. And but the thing about it, she's too sensitive to be on a show like that. Oh, this girl, the girl with the locks. Yes. Okay. So you get to the whole show with a bunch of bullshit, whatever, whatever. A couple of those girls on that show were Jocelyn's actual friends, though, mm-hmm. right? Which kind of tells you what type of person Jocelyn is, because you get to the reunion. So there was one girl on the show who was friends with Jocelyn outside of the show. Like, her and a couple other girls had been friends with Jocelyn anyway, because, you know, they're all strippers. They all came up to the same clubs. They had been friends. So two days before, two or three days before they were supposed to film the reunion, this girl's baby father was killed. Like they hadn't even had the funeral yet. God damn. The day they were supposed to film the reunion. She's barely holding it together. So they were, you know, in their dressing rooms, whatever, getting ready for the reunion. Jocelyn walks in, decides she wants to have a pre-reunion reunion because she didn't like some of the shit that was being said on Twitter. Because they all got on Twitter, they all got on their Instagram talking about how Jocelyn only wants girls that's going to kiss her ass and not talk back. Yeah. Which we all know that to be the case. Jocelyn don't like nobody that holds her to the fire. Oh, yeah, no, she don't want to be challenged. Right. So in this confrontation in which Jocelyn talks to them about the shit they said on Twitter, the girl mentioned something like, she said something along the lines of, I don't want to do this right now because I got so much going on with the fact that my 
kid's father was just killed and everything else. It's like, I'm yeah. only here to finish what I started, right? Jocelyn apparently looks at this girl and say, he's dead and gone, get over it. So Miss Natural then jumps up and her and Jocelyn get into a whole thing. Like Jocelyn threatens to not do the reunion if she's there and all this other shit because Jocelyn don't like to be challenged. Yeah. At all. So Lunell was hosting the reunion. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I was not ready for that. Okay. I she just... was hosting the reunion. All right, work, Lunell. I'm glad you're working, girl. I'm glad you're working. She's yeah, kind of her, perfect to host something like this. She is. Her and her cane out there hosting the reunion. Because, you know, she just had surgery on both her knees. So. Oh, okay. She, you know, she out there with her cane. She does not know about any of this other shit, right? She just know all these girls are screaming at Jocelyn. And she's like, what the fuck is y'all problem? The problem is y'all hoes don't listen. Like, she's going off on them not knowing about none of this other shit. Right? Did they beat so, the bell up? You know, natural gets up and she said she tells Jocelyn, she really does tell Jocelyn about herself. Her um big Lex, the one that did the double homicide shit. Damn, double homicide. Cause <laughs> cause they they both said they was like, let's not get it twisted as what this was. Jocelyn's cabaret was about Jocelyn. Mm-hmm. It has shit to do with us. No. She was like, because you could have, they said, it was like, well, if it wasn't about you, then why we bring out, it's like, if y'all would have got tipped, he's like, the thing is, we made this shit pop because what was all over social media, that double homicide clip, natural doing her battle dancing and all this, we made this shit pop, but this was for you. Like, let's not, she's like, because had you got 10 lame assholes, this shit wouldn't have been what it was. Like, we made this show what it is, just like season one girls made the show what it is, but we're not mistaken that this is for you. Yeah, it's a platform for us. Yeah. And we know who we are, but this shit's about you. This is, yeah, you're the lead, yeah. Jocelyn didn't like that shit at all, so then she jumped up someone. I could have had any bitches, you raggedy assholes owe me everything, and it's like, Jocelyn, girl, you're literally doing exactly what you said Mona did to you. Yeah. Also, let's be honest, like your name is in the title, like you're the lead. Everything they said was true, and that was nothing to, to fight about. Then she said, then this host says, I've been in this shit 10 decades. Ten I saw that. And I'm still <laughs> I was just like, I knew she was a witch. I was like, decades, mama. You mm. You know how long a decade is? I'm a hundred years. <laughs> Bitch, I've been in this shit for a bicentennial. <laughs> I was like, I get, and also I want her to stop saying she's an immigrant. You're from Puerto Rico. That is a part of the United States. Stop saying you're an immigrant. Stop mm. saying that shit. I know you niggas don't know geography. It's a part of the United States. Granted, US we can argue a, a lot of bullshit that happens with Puerto Rico, but stop saying you're a fucking immigrant. You're not. You can. You don't need a passport to go to fucking Puerto Rico, bitch. You're not an immigrant. Stop Shut saying up. that shit. Shut up. You don't. 
if Spirit Airlines can take you there, bitch, you're not an immigrant. I'm about to say Delta, everybody can take you. There. Wait a minute, Spirit can take you to Puerto Rico? Yes, because I flew to Puerto Rico on fucking Spirit because it was cheap. Spirit go a lot of places. Spirit, Spirit took me to Colombia. <laughs> <laughs> Good. All right. No, for real. Look at granted, that. your knees gonna be on your chin, but yep. bitch, you get the not now though because they left yeah. all them niggas in the airport. You no, know, pack one backpack. You they know. all quit. Wait, Wait, what? Do Wait, what happened? Oh, oh, you didn't see the shit. So, no. yes, was it yesterday? Yesterday, two days ago, I started seeing all these videos of all these people who were stuck in the airport in Puerto Rico because all the Spirit employees quit. And left these niggas in the airport. They checked. Everybody's bags was checked. So they couldn't leave. They fucking wanted to. Everybody's shit checked. And all them niggas quit. That's how you do a walkout. No customer service agents. No pilots. No baggage handlers. Nothing. So all these people's shit just back here. Mm -hmm. All checked. Just in the carts. Ready to go on a plane. They was there for hours. Shout out to Spirit Employees. I thought you were going to say the video where everybody had came back from the Dominican Republic to get a... They all went out to PBS. And they ran out... Dirty wheelchairs lined up and they ain't have enough people to come take them out of the thing. Oh my God! I, I told you a BBL, a full body lift in the DR, and the DR is thirty five hundred dollars. That's why they all was there. <laughs> And they ran it out was of, 30 they and 35 wheelchairs lined up down the jetway and they, they didn't have nearly wheelchair. enough people to come walk these people to baggage fine. That is insane. That is absolutely insane. <laughs> they couldn't even move the jet bridge because all these bitches and they BBLs. <laughs> <laughs> and all you see was like, you know, everybody, you know, everybody that go do it, they got the airport uniform. They got them first slides. They got the tracksuits. Yep. And them compressed. Head wrap. Yeah. Yeah. A bonnet, you know, nothing Sunglasses wrong. Sunglasses on. Nothing more on the bonnet in public, let's be clear. But, you know, it seeing it all lined up in the wheelchair like that. Like, <laughs> maybe yeah. Monique had a point. <laughs> it was just a bunch of first slides and compression garments just lined up down the damn, <laughs> that damn jetway. <laughs> Oh my God! I to each his own. Um, before we get into the emotional, flights have been getting canceled left and right because there's a pilot shortage because pilots are getting old and retiring. There's very much a pilot shortage. American Airlines just they have a flight attendant shortage as well. So because they, they had a bunch of people, I saw. Them. I think I saw about that. So, but like they canceled like 92 flights this week. Um, which is wild because I have a flight next week. I hope my shit is okay. But it's Delta. Although my last Delta flight was delayed. Wow, because y'all heard my story coming when I was trying to get to Cincinnati. So no, mm-hmm. Delta was at American. That was American. Oh. That was American. My Delta flights have been okay. So we'll see. Um but the ticket prices are going back up crazy because they have to fly fewer flights because they don't have the crew and the pilots and all this other kind of shit. Oh, yeah. Nobody's studying to be a pilot any fucking more because 
it don't, don't have the same prestige it once had. So and, and pilots do not pay as much as one would think. They um, don't get paid enough, and they all they you, all end up alcoholics. <laughs> yeah, so you you get paid by the hour that you fly. So mm-hmm. uh, you may be out and about outside of your home for eight hours a day, like anybody that works from a nine to five. But if you yeah. only got one flight and you flying from Cleveland to to Philadelphia, if you, you have only, a three hour flight, that's what you get paid for. <laughs> yeah, and I think people starting to to realize that now. So people they like fuck this flight aviation bullshit. We're not doing this. We gonna do all this. We might as well go to NASA. Like it's like. Because I tell you what, if I, I if you use dating apps, the two people you run into a lot are flight attendants and pilots. Now, flight attendants are given because that's just some the gays. Like the gay, the gays will love the, gays. the flight the flight attendant. But you start thinking like, oh, I might have a. I'm gonna shoot my shot with a pilot. Like it's a whole bunch of them here, like on Tinder or whatever. Mm-hmm. Nope. They, they, they got regular hours. They got <laughs> they got they got irregular paychecks just like the rest of us. So yeah. nope. Yeah, no. The flight the pilot shit is not popping the way that people think. But that's all I got for the the pop culture shit. I guess we can jump into the emotional chicken. So how are you this week, sir? Oh. I this week how am I this week I am better um like we discussed on the last episode I went through a breakup and mm-hmm. while I am still sad about that going through the five stages of grief so on and so forth um I'm not like wallowing the way I was last week in which I was feeling sorry for myself and all that partially because um like I think I kind of touched on this last time but just the fact that like I still know who I am and and I didn't lose that um it does get lonely sometimes I'm just like oh I have nobody to talk to right now I, I I am laid out in my bed like this and I can touch both sides and and it's only my cat so like you know sometimes that you will call me or just come over anytime I'm always here <laughs> <laughs> literally don't go nowhere <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'll be getting that reality check sometimes but like um i'm i'm good i think part of uh why i'm feeling better like i said i didn't lose myself in the process but also just um i have had a support system my friends y'all um um even talking like I have not talked to my parents about this but just being able just having the privilege of being able to talk to my parents um Mm -hmm. I I saw something I saw a tweet you know recently like you know going into your 30s your parents getting older all that type of shit um you know I just continuing to go on with life as is has been helpful and realizing again realizing all the things I have all the people that I have in front of me and stuff like that that is I realize more and more that's a privilege to have I was talking to a co-worker of mine um who was talking about how not difficult it was for him to make friends but he made a lot of his closest friends later in life um like like after he (sighs) moved out of his parents house after college and he had moved to a city and all of that and I was saying that my experience was like, I've had some of my same friends since like literally kindergarten. So I, once you kind of like realize that um, and realize kind of like the circle you in and the company you keep, you realize, okay, my life is not so bad. So mm-hmm. that's where I'm at. 
That's good. That's good. How are you, Lee? Um, okay, so I just had a journey. <laughs> so I had to go poop, but there was no toilet paper. So then I had to do the like pants, ankle, crab walking thing to go get toilet paper. Then I had to poop again. So it was this whole thing. I talked it for that long. Because <laughs> listen, I'm not gonna lie, when I poop, I don't I do not want to be getting up. Like I just I be in the zone. Just, yeah, it's like I, it puts the vibe. Like I don't want to have to. I make sure I have all of my accoutrements. Oh, so I, mad because the vibe be fucked up if I gotta get up to go get some shit. Like I was so fucking mad. <laughs> like, this is bullshit. And then it was a fresh pack, so I had to like claw through it. Just like, claw through the plastic. <laughs> like, God damn trials and tribulations, y'all. That's my testimony. Um, I'm good. I'm actually good. So uh, for my emotional uh, check-in, I'm just going to give you all your weekly update of BET Presents the Encore. <laughs> Which I still haven't watched. I'm like four episodes behind. Well, I think that at this point, I, they might change the name to BET Presents the Curtain Call because four people have left. God damn. Did the twins leave yet? Because no. <laughs> So we had Aubrey leave, right? So next we get Lamisha and Irish because of course I knew that was the twin. Then we get, and this one kind of surprised me, Nivea left. Really? Nivea left. Nivea <laughs> is no longer part of the encore. That's why I said now we need to change this shit to the curtain call. Because how they, I don't know what the fuck they think they're gonna do. Actually. Hmm? I'm very surprised by that. Yeah, because the way that Nivea came off on the show, she was like, look. Don't she none of us want to be here. But let's by just all do the this. nonsense. That's right. Very surprising that she left. She, they came at. I think it was they came at Nivia kind of cockeyed, and she was like, "I'm not doing this." And Nivia blew the complete fuck up and packed her bags. And when she was packing, everybody realized it was like, "Oh, we really fucked up." Yeah. So they went to try and apologize. Nivia cussed their asses out, and she said, "I gotta go. I gotta leave." <laughs> and Nivia was out. So he was in there talking about <laughs> so she going to the laundry, man. Right. <laughs> Let's not forget the food stains, fabric, song. <laughs> oh my god, I fucking love that song. Me I too. forgot about that song. No, very much. I love laundry, Matt. We I, did, I, I have mixed feelings about the song because R. Kelly wrote it. Oh yeah, that is exactly. Yeah. I no, haven't that's... listened to it because there's a lot of songs I like that I haven't listened to because of R. Kelly's involvement. Granted, wow. you can't wholly avoid R. Kelly if you listen to R&B music. Like it's, I was it's theoretically off, impossible, but. I'll just say laundromat specifically, the lyrics are so neutral. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's, yeah. it's about doing really? laundry, right? Like like it's yeah, it, it's in a gray area for me where it's just like he yeah. he does not have a person in mind when he wrote these lyrics, but uh, it's yeah. like. Yeah. But the thing is, it's like listening to R and B, avoiding R Kelly is like avoiding Neo. Like you almost can't do it. It's because like, almost every fucking song for the last like 20 oh. years is written by R. Kelly, Neo, or Carrie Hilson. You almost can't avoid these people. Don't bring like, that devil up. She I cursed. 
She wrote a lot of songs that we liked, though. Yeah, no, she did, but and thank I God for the darkness. The, pretty girl the dream, like the, dream. <laughs> the dream, too. The dream. I forgot about the dream. The dream. T Pain wrote a lot of songs, too. Um, mm-hmm. Sean Garrett's another one. It's kind of hard to avoid these people. So it's like, as much as we try to avoid R. Kelly, and there are certain songs that I like, You Are Not Alone, I will not listen to. I cannot listen to that song. Now that I know it's about a 15-year-old girl having an abortion, cannot listen to that song. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't like it that much to begin with, but it's like, oh, it really creeps me out now. It's, I mean, it's, I, I have bad vibes about that song when I was little. Like, I didn't like it because the, I didn't, him and Lisa Marie and that four stands relationship <laughs> was weird to me. Like, it was... Was weird. I didn't like Look, it. The video was strange. I was like, we don't why need are to talk about cursed what imagery. What the fuck okay? is going on? I was confused. Y'all need to bring up cursed imagery. Mm-mm. I, mean, I forgot about that, and there was a reason for that. Um, but I'm good. That's it. I just want to up y'all, update y'all with a uh, because Nivia left, so the show is over pretty much. They got two more episodes. We're gonna see what they try and pull out their asses. <laughs> also, still for real, for real, fuck Feta and Focaccia. Y'all are rude. Y'all are wrong. Y'all are just they're like, rude as well. But it's that insecurity of trying to prove that they belong. That's all that is. I don't know what it is, but I know that it's they had the, a listening party and their sisters didn't even it's show up. It's hundred percent insecurity so. in their place of where they're really trying to prove that they belong in this space. They're trying to prove that they deserve a level of respect. They're trying to. Like it's it's that inse- that professional insecurity because their group did didn't poorly really and they've gone and they've done things since but they're consistently trying to prove that they belong here it's the imposter syndrome well the only thing that they proved is that they need therapy and they need to leave us all alone they do need therapy That's it. like very bad like y'all need to go away. Um, but remember, y'all check out uh, BET presents the Encore, aka this shit up. is over the curtain call. Um, I'm gonna catch up um, soon because there's only two episodes left, and half the cast is already gone. I've been, I've been like <laughs> into this shit with Tom Girardi. Oh, okay, yeah. Because I'm gonna do a follow up episode on the other podcast. So about yeah. It's I've been so deep into that shit. I haven't really watched a lot of anything else. Yeah, I've just popped this shit. Christopher like, Dunge um, have kind of taken over my life. I just come across a lot of this shit on YouTube like randomly at three o'clock in the morning and I'm like, yeah, fuck it, we'll watch it. We don't we I didn't watch it this week. Might as well. And then and I'm you usually know just disappointed. Listen to my podcast because you can hear of all the shit that he did. Wait, who is Christopher Dunge? Dr. Death. Listen to Oh, that guy. Okay. The Crime and Wine, and you can hear all the shit that he did. Because I definitely talked about him this past week. So those two have taken over my life for the last couple of weeks. So that I haven't really watched anything. Girl, you're not missing nothing because everything sucks. I believe all it. these shows are trash. It's just all these shows are trash. All these shows are just Outside it just feel exhausting. Of, outside of All Stars, I haven't watched anything new. That's the only thing that I'm like, this doesn't drain me. Everything else is just All Stars. 
It's like, oh yeah, fight, fight, fight. Yep, argue. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And by the end of it, I'm like, this is just why. Like that's the question of the year. It's like, why? Why are we doing these things? Like, why are you? Like, why is this the way you've chosen to make your money? And then continuing to hold some level of like, I don't know, respectability bullshit. Like, I'm just. Uh, yeah. But that's my emotional check. Yeah, that's All it. Right. So me, we're at me now. I. This week has been a whirlwind for me, right? Because we talked about I was starting a new job and I started it Monday. Yes, Monday. I don't know what day it is anymore. My my time zones are all fucked up because I've been doing everything on Italian time because my... So, okay, this new job, which I really, I thoroughly enjoy this new job. I think I like this job more than any job I've ever had. This is the first time that I've had a job where I feel like, yes, this is what I should be doing, right? Um, but my entire team is in Italy or surrounding areas. So I'm doing everything on Italian time. <laughs> it's like most of like, my team is split between Italy, which is where most of them are, London and Hong Kong. So like eight o'clock this morning, I'm talking to people in Hong Kong, which is 8 p.m. there. So they're at home. Like I'm seeing people's kids and shit. The good thing about this company is that it's super relaxed because like my kids always end up in the video calls, which any of y'all who watch these videos have seen my kids because they always end up in them. Uh-huh. <laughs> But it's like, this is, it's like, I, I genuinely, granted, I'm only a couple days into this job, but I really do like what I'm doing. This is, it's very, it's fulfilling even this soon in. I like the fact that it's super relaxed and I can kind of control my own, however fast I get my work done is just when I get my work done, you know what I'm saying? Like, so if I work from eight to one or if I work from eight to, you know, whatever, however I get my work done is when I get my work done, right? You get the capability to set your schedule some. Yeah, I mean, my schedule is eight, like I, my available hours are eight to five. That is my available hours. So I am available until five, sometimes six o'clock. But whenever my work is, like today, I was done working. I mean, I could have been done working earlier. Today, I was done working at 5.30. I could have been done working at 3.30, but I, like, stopped working to dye my hair because I'm getting my hair redone on Saturday. Mm -hmm. So I stopped working to dye my hair. (laughs) But it's, like, that level of flexibility that can do shit like that. Yeah. So I do... I like that, you know, all of that stuff, but I now, because, you know, we've heard about Brexit. We're Americans. We've heard about Brexit. We've heard them talk about it. We heard the younger people in Britain talk about how this is such a terrible fucking idea. The older ones voted for it. I now realize why this shit is terrible. the complications that this has now created for anybody shipping within Europe 
is insane. I now have to remember six different tax codes because if you're shipping through this country, you gotta apply this tax code or this country is this tax code. It's wild, be all this shit because of Brexit and it changes consistently. So there's like different declarations that we have to put in with the shipments because of Brexit. And cause it's like, we have to say, oh no, 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 because we have this treaty or this treaty or this or this, or, you know, whatever else. So it's like all this shit that I now have to know that I never had to know before. Also, international international shipping is kind of a pain in the ass. And I think that a lot of y'all should be more patient with y'all international vendors and or suppliers because it's kind of a pain in the ass, especially now because of Brexit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I remember that from when I was doing shipping receiving. Yeah, it's kind of a pain in the ass. Because I've always been on the receiving end. I've never been on the shipping end of it. I've never been in the, like, I've done business to business, but it's always been A, on the receiving end, and B, within the same company structure, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like the parent company would send stuff to the retailer that I work for. So I'm receiving for one specific location, and it's it's intercompany yeah. versus I am now shipping to multiple department stores across multiple countries because since my area is the Americas, they literally just said the Americas. That's you. I was like North and South. Yes, girl, North and South. <laughs> uh, damn. Okay. <laughs> so. It's like now I have all these different country treaties and all this other shit that I have to know and have to like have committed to memory. And it's it's a lot because I'm so new in the role. Like once I've been doing it for a long time, it'll be like second nature. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just, it's a lot, but it's fun because we're going into markets like Fashion Week is starting in like a month month and a half I had to look at my calendar it's on my calendar month and a half is fashion week so it's markets and that's a whole new season gets introduced and then we got to do the orders for like spring summer and you know all that shit so mm-hmm. it's a lot but it's fulfilling and this is the most fun I've had at work in a long time that's good at least it's so, engaging it's very engaging. I'm in a really, really good space. I have something to tell y'all offline, but we'll, we're about to wrap this shit up because I'm almost done. And then I can tell y'all offline. So, <laughs> but no, it's it's intellectually stimulating. It's, it's actually a very good space. My kids are good. In like two weeks, ask me, am I, am I tired? <laughs> <laughs> Cause I, I'm, I mean, I'm very tired. I get up at five thirty every morning. Yeah. I work all day and I do this, and so I'm extremely tired. But you know, the other thing is, I also, if you go back eons ago, I talked about having met my biological father, sisters, that kind of stuff. Yeah. 
next week I'm actually going to meet my sister in person. Okay. I don't know where I'm at with that just yet. Okay. But I have a plane ticket. Yeah. So. Yeah. Next week, Thursday, I'm flying down to meet her. And, and you still have friends down there, right? I do. Okay, good. Oh, you I got do. Like then, yeah, that was my thing. <laughs> <laughs> they're not like, going with me when I meet her. But they're at least in the city. But they're they're they are in the city. If I decide it's too much, I can't call my friends. Okay, good. <clears throat> um. Then yeah, you know. But. Yeah, my check-in in two weeks might be different, but right now I'm good. Like, yeah. <sighs> like I'm I'm proud of you for being brave and taking this leap and wanting to like get some answers slowly but surely and at a level of like comfortability. Um oh I talked to my biological father. I don't know if I've said that on here. I think you told me. You told me. I told. I think I told yeah. one of you guys separately, but I don't know that I said it for the listeners to hear. But yeah, we did speak a couple weeks ago. That was interesting, but yeah, yeah. I'm I'm proud of you for taking a leap. I am a little afraid for you for obvious reasons. It's yeah. a new thing and a very new situation. You know what I mean. But in a city that I know pretty well. Yeah, still in a city, still like a still a, a home place thing. Where I know people, I know, and I'm not going there in a dependent sense. If yeah. that makes any sense. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm going Yeah, you can walk away at any point. Like you're not losing any of these people. So I'm hoping for the best, but I'm going prepared for the worst. Okay. I mean, but shout out to you. Shout like big, big shout outs to you. Cause I I could never. I honestly could never. I don't yeah. This was an impulsive thing. Yeah, because it doesn't, it's not an easy decision. I knew if I took the time to really think about it, I wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So I had to kind of act on a level of like when it came to my mind to do it, I had to just commit to doing it. Yeah. Because I knew if I thought for any period of time, I wouldn't do it. I actually haven't even told like my mother or my siblings. Nobody knows I'm doing this. You, you ain't told none of them? No. Girl. And the reason why I haven't said anything is because I don't want anyone to try to talk me out of it. And that's what it is. Yeah, that's what I was trying to stop myself from doing. <laughs> yeah. And it's not out of like denying of anything. But, but I'm telling you, like, see, I can say it now because I'm at the point where I can't back out. Yeah. Like my plane ticket is non-refundable, so bitch. Like, it's like I gotta go. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even if you just go, yeah. And I mean, she knows point. I'm coming. You won't, that, you won't have that what if. Yeah. Yeah. She knows I'm, they they both know I'm coming and they know where I'm staying. So 
Well, I hope this thing ain't the pop-up type because that ain't going to be right. Mm. We'll see. I'm going complete. I'm going open mind and open heart. That's right? what you got to do. Yeah. That's how I'm approaching this. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Gosh, I'm not going with any level of expectation or thoughts or I don't even have an idea as to how I want this to play out, right? Right. I'm literally going, I'm walking into this with whatever happens, happens. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I have to approach it. This. Yeah. All right, girl. I mean, I'll be pr- like for real, for real, I'll be praying for you because this is like a lot to be. I mean, if I FaceTime like bawling my eyes out, then you know, like I got overwhelmed and couldn't do shit. So yeah, yeah. we'll see what happens. Because <laughs> y'all know I get overwhelmed and I just like curl up in a fetal position and like will not get out the bed. <laughs> you and me both, girl. That's so, why I would. I'm 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 going there with the best of intentions. Yeah. But I'm not saying that there's not a chance that I won't come back and be like, I never talked to them. Yeah. Cause it's a lie. Like, and I haven't even stopped long enough to let it set in. This is the longest I've even spoke about it. So mm-hmm. you know. As I'm pouring more liquor into my glass. <laughs> and uh, like, I'm sure Bo has already read you the riot act about this and came back around. It's like, all right, do it. He didn't. He's he just actually, said, do it. He, he was team go meet them early. I was hesitant about it. Okay. But he's, because he's never been that close to his family. He's always like, go, it's your family. Go, go, go. Because that's what he always wanted. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I was always close to my family. And I'm like, but these are new people. And y'all know I don't do new people with new people. No, just don't do new people. <laughs> as some as someone who has been in a similar but not the exact same situation in terms of so I grew up with only my mom's side of my family I knew who my dad's side of the family was but Mm -hmm. I did not grow up with them yeah I can count on one hand between 1984 and 2006 how many times I've seen my father between those 22 years um and including including his entire side of the family one day my mom was at walmart and my dad's sister my auntie was also at walmart they ran into each other as was happens at walmart because you cannot mm-hmm. go through walmart without running into somebody or four people that you know right and uh, <laughs> i came to the conversation and my auntie was just like well we're having a barbecue and maybe aaron can come out and um ever since then it's just been good 
I was nervous. I was very hesitant. I did not know how to approach the situation because again, this is an entire side of me that I had not known, right? All I knew was my mom's side of my family and my mother's side, oh, that's a whole separate thing. But like, <laughs> I, was, I was accustomed to that, how they raised me, right? Yeah. So like, I'll just say that. So I didn't, I mean, I, I, it's an ongoing process. I'll say that I did not reconcile with my father nor his side of the family until 2006. It's 2021, about to be 2022 20, in a minute. We are in a good place, but I am still learning. I am still processing. I am still adapting. I am still, when people ask me in conversation, how many siblings do you have? I went 22 years of my life saying I have one sibling. Now right. I lose. <laughs> now I still, I still have to catch myself and say, I have see <laughs> i have i have four mothers and one sister or i have five siblings but you like like i said i i went a long time only acknowledging one because that's the only one that i when knew you knew so, yeah um so i say that to say i am very glad that i did take that risk and go out there now granted i was a lot younger i was 22 it didn't didn't you know, you, you are a lot more reckless at that age, but like, mm-hmm. um, but um, I don't have that what if, right? I don't have that what if. Um, yeah. I'm not, and I'm, I, and I'll also say, I'm not the only one on that side of my family who also was estranged from them from a long time. My cousin who was born the same year uh, also reconciled with, with that side of the family um, now he did it in a different way because Facebook came along and somebody on our side of the family had the bright idea to be like, let's reach out to so-and-so on Facebook. And that's how he came to know us. Right. Yeah. So, it, so it was, I mean, <laughs> um, but we, we, I think we, I can't speak for my cousin, but I know I can say I'm a better person for it. I can also like, I'll also acknowledge that I have an incredible pr- privilege in reconcile in 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 our community us you know us um reconcile reconcile that relationship with with my father who i know everybody does not have that you know yeah right if you grow up with a single mom you already know like it's it's a it's not even 50 50 chance it's an 80 20 chance that you can build a relationship with your father and a a lasting one so i I'll, i'll say that's a privilege but i but above all um I got over that what if part of it, but it is a constant learning process. It is a constant learning process. Yeah. And that's kind of how I had to look at this because it's like, how many of us get the opportunity to reconcile with the missing side of our family? Most, especially with us born in the 80s, it's the father, right? Now, granted, mine was different because I was never looking for him because I had a father growing up. So it was never a case that I was missing that part. But at the same time, it's like, if you get to a point where you have 
family members that you didn't know reaching out. And we all know life is too short because we've all experienced, you know, a level of loss and people that we've lost too early and this, you know, or what we thought was too early and this and that. It's like, why, what is the holdup, right? Because the worst that could happen is that you and this person don't get along. But then that just means you never talk to them. You never have to talk to them again. But why, like we hold ourselves back from what could be genuine connections because of this level of fear that we don't necessarily have to have. And that's what I what I had to keep in mind when I decided to embark on this journey of discovery, right? Through this journey of discovery. I definitely I'm finding you, I'm finding I definitely me. think about half and half every time. I was going to say, I like if there's a close equivalent of my life, it would either be half and half or bottom family. Like half and half leading up to many yeah. years. But if you look at how my family is set up, it looks a lot like a black version of modern family. Like, <laughs> I'm glad you said that. <laughs> I never thought about it that way. I hate you, and now I can't unsee it. Yeah, no, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But yeah, like... <laughs> yeah, that's actually yeah. I'd be excited to see that. We'll see how it goes. The next time we do this will be a couple of days out from me actually going. So next week I might be a total fucking mess. Yeah. Cause it's, it's expected and it's okay. But Cause I've been like kind of volleying back and forth between excitement and literal tears. Yeah. So who knows what the fuck next week might hold and the week after. And, you know, I mean, I'm hoping that I get there and everything's great. And because I mean, I talked to her over so why well, I was talking to her over social media. I know her family search got to be a little overwhelming for her. So she kind of drew back from everybody. Okay. And I knew that. And we talked about that. And I gave her her space and everything. And it's like, I've kind of taken the approach of letting them approach me. Yeah. Versus me trying to push it. This is the pushiest thing that I've done by actually was like, hey, so I have a plane ticket and I'm coming. But if y'all want to meet up, this is where I'm staying. These are days I'll be there. If not, you're giving them the chance to take advantage of the situation if this is what you want to do then you're going to have to put a little bit of effort into it yeah it's like that's fair you're making them put a little bit of work in it's like i'm making an effort by coming where you live yeah um if you want to if you want this to go if you want to Uh go to a point where we actually know each other then I'm here, right? So we'll see what happens. Yeah, girl, Godspeed. I'm proud of you. This is a brave step. <sighs> it's a lot. It's um. Well, all right, y'all. I guess that's gonna wrap up this week's episode of Blacks Like Us. Remember, click the links in all of our bios to see any and everything that we do. And 
remember. Rashida got bags. <laughs> Her husband's a girl. Tune in next week. Bag lady. Tune in next week because we're done <laughs> with nonsense. Get her husband. All right. Bye, y'all. <laughs>